Sherry, with me, Tawny, and her mom, Marielle. Welcome to your new safe space, where there's no such thing as TMI. Welcome to episode 30 of Oversharing. Hey, girl. (laughs) (laughs) I am Tawny. And I am Maria. And we're back. <laughs> we are, we're here. We made it. We yes. made it through another week. Yes. Monday came in like a lion. We are ending the retrograde. We're getting towards the end of it. And I was priding myself on how well I was handling the first part of it. I was like, oh, I got this. Mm-hmm. And then this week happened. <laughs> Sunday morning. No, Monday morning, I woke up to my alarm, and when I picked up my phone, it said, enter your password. I don't know my password. (laughs) I don't know my password. Right. So you mean, you're talking about the six-digit code, like, to get in the iPhone. And it's a six-digit code because of my company's has encrypted it. Right. Well, I mean, everybody has a six-digit right, code. But, but I have to update mine every right. 90 days. Right. Right. So that's what gets me. And I think I updated it in the recovery room <laughs> when they brought me my Perfect. stuff. So I have no idea. <laughs> and I lost everything. No, 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 no. Back up. So your alarm was going off. You yeah. tried to enter your passcode. You didn't know what it was. What happened next? I kept trying it. <laughs> and then what happened? It said, it was like an alarm went off. And it said, stop. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Keep doing this and you're going you're Your gonna to suffer. Your explode. Yeah, yeah, that's what it said and I didn't listen. I think by the time I came down, it was already at like an hour or something, wasn't it? Yeah. No, maybe it hadn't escalated that bad yet. But mm. anyone who has an iPhone knows. That. So I got it. You got it. Open, at least. Not in the morning, though. No, that's right. I, I just left, left it to sit work. there. I didn't. I was sick Monday. I was so sick. Yeah. <laughs> you had a phone-free day. I did. I didn't. I just left it in the, in, in the dining room, <laughs> in your office, whatever. I feel like <laughs> anyone who has had an iPhone has been there. Yeah, well, I'm still there because I don't know the <laughs> you, password and no one can get into it. Right. So since your phone is encrypted, you can't get that stuff back until you're able to recover it with that passcode, right? Correct. <laughs> yes. You have no ideas of what it could be. No. And I took it to the ISNT uh, mobile right. department and I went in and I mean, I waited my turn and... <laughs> That was nice. Yeah, and I went in, and he's like, what's going on? And I'm like, I don't know my password. (laughs) He's like, oh. And he's like, need some help? Yeah. I said, well, my daughter was able to get it open for me. I said, but I lost everything. And he said, hmm, you didn't back it up? (laughs) Obviously. I said, well, I was going to go to Apple. And he said, what were you going to go to Apple for? I said, to try to get it open. And he said... There's nothing Apple can do for you that I can't do here. Oh, that's good to know. And I said, can you reload all of my Jefferson stuff? He said, yep. Well, that's good. Yes. So anyway, I, at least I have some of it. But, you know, like, yeah, you would go in and you have your emails. Mm-hmm. They're gone. I don't yeah. know. 
any passwords. <laughs> I know that you don't know any passwords. Know any passwords. Mm-hmm. And then once that face ID came out, why did I even need them? I didn't write them down. And I'm lost. <laughs> We've all been there. Passwords are tricky. And now after a while... I lost my TikTok account <laughs> and I don't know my password. <laughs> That's, That's why I came to the table today empty. <laughs> I'm empty. I don't have anything to talk about. I know. I was excited. You were supposed to start, you know, Maria's Talk of the Week. Yeah. Where you were bringing us a new talk mm-hmm. every well, week. <laughs> well, here's Maria's Wine of the Week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we had to swap it out for something. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, the energy was definitely off this week. It didn't, it was not, it was not feeling my most fabulous. <laughs> and I'm post-op and I'm having all of the symptoms that I had prior to my surgery. <laughs> That's true. So like, what was the point of even getting the gallbladder out? Oh, that's what we're looking for. Yeah. So anyway, I wonder... yeah, I'm having a good day. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I... <laughs> I've had mashed potatoes for three days. <laughs> It could be worse. It could be worse than mashed potatoes. Yeah. To be fair. Be diarrhea. (laughs) (laughs) I I know. I wonder if anyone else has experienced that, though, to have their gallbladder out and then just to pretty much be having... I cannot believe how much I've thrown up since September 9th. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what? I'm sorry. I'm going to go into detail here because (laughs) I really need you to understand, like... I know I might sound dramatic, but it is literally dramatic because it's not like I'm getting nausea and there's a little bit of an alert that something's getting ready to happen. Okay. I just get all of a sudden, my body's like, sit up. (laughs) (laughs) Like, expel. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You're like the the exorcist. And I reach for, thankfully, we have a little trash can, Mm -hmm. you know, in our living room. And this just comes out like a fire hydrant. Maybe you should get a separate can for this. You're right. But, oh, speaking of cans. (laughs) So on Monday, I woke up. And everything was doing it from the other end. And I'm just losing my mind, right? I even, I work from home, right? And I even said, I can't even work from home. I need to take the day off. (laughs) Well, that was also because you couldn't get in your phone. I could, yes, there was a lot, right. But I still didn't. But the excessive shitting was part of it. Anyway, so yeah, thank you. (laughs) Um, I wanted to go all detailed, right? So I'm sitting there, you know how you're on the toilet, but you still need to throw up? (laughs) So I lean down and I grab the trash can. The trash can in this bathroom is a wire netting. (laughs) It's a wire. It's it's a wire trash can in there. I didn't put, I guess I didn't have any bag in it. And I'm thinking, I'm sitting there with my butt on the toilet and I'm looking at it and I'm like, am I just going to throw up on this wall? Like this this can's going to hold nothing. Yeah. It's like a fuck it moment. You really have to make a decision. (sighs) It's one of those things like none of us want to talk about, but we all know that we've had that moment where you're on the toilet because things are already bad and then they're about to get worse. My friends and I have talked about this. Like, we'll go around. We're like, are you someone who just like climbs in the bathtub or do you turn around? Do you grab the trash can? I mean, but I have to be honest, I really feel like it boils down to the moment. Like, whatever, it's impulse. Thankfully, (laughs) I I didn't need it. I don't know if. 
if I scared my body back, like, are you serious? You just, you just spit it on the fucking wall. Like <laughs> you can't do this. Right. No, I've had that. Cause <sighs> I don't get sick like that very often, but the few times I have, it's like a violent stomach bug. And it's those times right. where you just roll over in bed and you're like, I don't even, I'll just deal with it at another time. I don't even know why I'm throwing up. I know that's the, that's the worst part. Yeah, that, that. It sucks. It sucks, especially because you went into this thinking that once this was over, you wouldn't feel this way anymore. Right, because I, yeah, I've been feeling this way for quite a few months. Yeah, it sucks. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they're able to figure out what's up. I know, yeah. Anyway, that, so that's how my week started. <laughs> um, and we're at Thursday. Uh, and I had been working from home since... Uh, September, you know, I went out of work September 9th and I came back to work Tuesday. And when you work from home, you're really only doing computer stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I have been so busy. Um, but the, the surgeon gave me some medicine to take um, four times a day to coat my insides to calm them down. <laughs> So your insides are raising hell, basically. Yeah, is wreaking fucking havoc inside. Yeah, there's a lot going I on. I don't know what's going on. I wish I had the answers for you. I don't know what's going on. But because of all of this, this phone drama, that's where we started. Oh, we started with me coming to the <laughs> table with nothing. Yeah, but the one thing you were able to show me, even though you haven't ever been able to have like the level of talking that you want, mm-hmm. you did show me a clip from a podcast that's hosted by Dear Media Productions. Okay, yeah. Where there, I believe it was two couples. Uh, was it, or was it just one couple? And I think it was inter- one couple being interviewed. Being interviewed. But the topic was limited bathing yeah this one's new to me so um i listened and she was like oh yeah so the mom chimes in and she's like oh yeah you know we wanted to save her microbiums i don't even know how to say it (laughs) bridget will tell us Uh, yeah bridget help me out here um (laughs) please come on and help me out here (laughs) um and then she's like so she Probably wasn't bathed for like five. Now I'm thinking she's gonna say like days, right? Weeks. This woman says months. Months. Now I don't. I don't want to sound like I am judging because okay. I'm not. Right. I'm saying this in complete surprise. Yes. Okay. This is new. This to me. is new. Oh, because I had two children. Right. So the standard, though, with a newborn, right, is that you wait until the belly button falls off, and Mm -hmm. that's when you give the first bath, right? Um, Yeah, and I don't even know that I did that to either of you. I mean, when you're a Do you know why that's the... Probably just because they don't want maybe... Infection. Infection or something, yeah. Um, Yeah. That's a long time ago. (laughs) No, but so... (laughs) Try to think. <laughs> Try to think back to any name. specific bath stories you have, Maria. I don't. <laughs> no, I mean I Maybe don't recall my own, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't recall any dramatic bath stories. At least in this moment, I've really blocked those ones out. Um, five months. So they were talking about their their newborn baby, though, right? Yeah. So the, for the first five months of her life, and they, they did explain. Her. Now they really do not 
give her a bath unless she asks for it. And that's usually because it's just a fun thing to do. Right. Or they did say unless she's exceptionally dirty. And I'm, I don't know what level of dirty that is. I would imagine each person has their own level. Right. So... You know, I don't, I don't know. You kids could get dirty with an ice cream. <laughs> and you, kids do. You needed a bath. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like uh, I I don't I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, I'm with a 3-year-old so, now. So so here's the deal. Here's really what I need to know. Like if I break it, I want to say, "Okay, are you wiping her?" because then she proceeds to go into not even water. Remember, she says that. Because she, she, she said that our water has chlorine and yeah, all these different so it's toxins. It's not in even it that like she, she's it's, putting the baby underwater right. to say, like, okay, I rinse her, but I don't put soap. I don't use no, anything. They're, that, like, but they're not. Their thought process behind it is preserving her skin. That's, that's what it is. They don't want to hurt her skin, which I guess in a way, you know what I mean? Like. It makes sense when sure. you think about it. From, mm-hmm. But at the same time, like I said, I'm with a three-year-old now, and there's just no way. I mean, the stuff that he gets into, you know, and touches, we're, I'm, I'm sure we're not even getting his hands washed as much, you know. But at the same time, that's how they persevere, right? Yeah. You say a lot of times when you let kids go and you don't wash their hands as much, you build their immune systems, and mm-hmm. there's something to be said for that. So maybe there's something to be said for preserving your skin and not bathing but i also Fair it's enough. like um like big daddy like you're gonna let him be the smelly kid in class <laughs> you know no but i really would i i, I want to i would like to see the whole episode. whole conversation i really only saw a small portion i would yeah. really like to see it you know what i mean because there was a time when i don't even know that people i mean did people always have bathtubs no no there you know. was a time when people had to go quite a while without yeah, bathing. Free bond. Yeah, I couldn't. <laughs> and they were having sex, I'm right? Sure. And giving birth Starkey, and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, and that was, Oh, in full bush. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Full ass bush. <laughs> Always. It was before the razors. Um <laughs> they all just picture like a caveman like taking an axe. To, yeah. You know, anyway. Come here, girl. Come here. I'll trim you up. <laughs> he did, and he did make the point to say, like, is it conditioning? Like, are we just conditioned to bathe right daily? Like, what? So, what do you think it, is the longest you've ever gone without showering? Um, ha- being sick or something, probably two to three days. That's fair. Yeah, because yeah, you're not supposed to if you have surgeries, and if you're really sick, like, yeah, who the fuck cares. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah. But I, you know, not with my pits. I, <laughs> I know, at least I feel that way. That, you know what I mean? Yeah. I always have these, do I stink? You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure everyone has that because everyone has their own unique scent. Do you know what I mean? A mm-hmm. scent that other people probably don't even notice as well. So when that scent's a little off, you're going to be the first one to fucking notice it. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, what's that mean? <laughs> I think a feeling too. Like sometimes you just feel yucky yeah you know and you just need to rinse off I and don't i'm know. trying to rinse off my insides because right. they feel very yucky right. yeah <laughs> what's it nick miller says you clean your outsides with rubbing alcohol and you clean your insides with drinking alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> no alcohol for me no carbonation no caffeine no fun right those are those are the rules 
I mean, the thing I would worry about there, I guess, would be that whole elementary teenage age. Do you know what I mean? Where kids seem to be kind of oblivious to their own appearance and smell. You know, like that preteen Especially if she's in an environment where she's the only Only one one. not bathing. Yeah, it would definitely be different if you're living in a community, you know, where everyone has similar ideals, you know. Sure. Then who cares? Mm -hmm. But I think that's the hardest thing with anything, right? Is that we're all coming from such different perspectives and trying to raise such different children, but every our neighbors are doing it completely different so it's like (laughs) so tell me though i mean i don't want to get stuck on this forever but i do have questions so if you're preserving her skin Mm -hmm. and you're not bathing her like what activities does this child do right i would imagine she gets sweaty and dirty you know yeah kids have all the energy sure how old she is at this point that yeah i'd really i mean if she can ask for a bath then i would imagine We're at least talking about a toddler. Hmm. But I would worry, too, again, with a five-month-old or maybe, you know, up to five months. I wonder if this... I'm sorry. I just interrupted you. No, that's okay. I just mean with a newborn baby... And listen, I'm I'm not one to bat at somebody's mother's intuition. Do you know what I mean? True that. Which is another point that they did make. But, again, with, like, infection and different things, I would just think with a baby that small but also they did it for years and years and years that way and i just wonder though if you know she's preserving everything but what is she not building up what kind of tolerance is she not building up you know what i mean like right i don't know i don't know i i'm really interested in just listening to the whole thing the whole conversation yeah Yeah, to, to to be um yeah yeah I mean, it's an interesting topic. It's definitely something I've never... Absolutely interesting. ...thought about. Because, you know, you think about how many people are trying to go all natural with everything. Yeah. Um, and What's more right... natural than not bathing? Exactly. <laughs> you know, you... I just couldn't. No. I mean, again, is it the conditioning? I mean, or... camp... Well, listen, camping's rough. Because even out there yeah, camping... Remember, you... remember Firefly? Of course I do. <laughs> the stars. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah. Emotional ones, yeah. too. Um... <laughs> But yeah, even you know, even camping, you know, you're you're using wipes. Yeah, you're wiping yourself down. Yeah, you know, what I mean? and I mean, also, yeah, the wipes bring up a good point. And no water, like, what about as a baby when she's shitting? Right, like, exactly. like, what are you using to clean her? Right, I'm so curious as to how this is all going and I, down. Yeah, I wonder if they asked those questions or if those questions came up because that's, I mean, babies. Well, then I need. I want to ask the question. You got to get in there. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you need to find your password to your phone so that you can get into your TikTok. Hmm. And do your your duties. My duties. <laughs> All right. What else you got for us? Because I brought nothing. Nothing to the table. And I almost have no water. <laughs> <laughs> so I was having a conversation with someone the other day, and this was just like a random thought, but... We were talking about people who have more than one wedding in a very small span of time. And not in a judgment to, you know, one marriage not working out and being into a new one, but at having a whole ass wedding with all the same friends and family, at least on your side, you know, all the big to do's 
twice in less than 10 years. I don't think my family would have had that. <laughs> well, well, let me let me flip back at you, though. Oh, damn. Why was it okay to not have the two weddings, but it was okay to have a fucking baby shower for every goddamn baby, even though you just had one nine months ago? Not me. <laughs> I'm just saying. We had a lot of baby showers. A lot of baby showers. But, so, how do you feel about that? Um, Expecting that of the people in your life. I don't, I, I wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that I would probably talk about the person <laughs> <laughs> and be like, oh, back. wait. Or if someone mentions it, I would definitely dive in and be like, really? Mm. Too big. Way- I didn't. I already give like, how do you, yeah. what, you know, what, what are we doing here? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I don't know. Don't you wish that you could have like a stipulation on your wedding gift like that happens in india right so um i'm not 100 percent sure which religion it is but so they have arranged marriages and if one and the both parents pay for the marriage they invest in your marriage and your life and then if one of you divorces or cheats or chooses to leave your family now has to pay back not only what they invested in your wedding but also they will get fined. Like a judge will decide their financial punishment for basically making a fool of the law. Wow. Right? So talk about being held accountable. Well, really, your parents being held accountable. Wow. Do you know what I mean? But but weddings, especially too, they really are. Oh, they're so outrageous such anymore. An investment. Yeah. You know, the best advice is plan the marriage not the wedding i agree i think that's great advice and i obviously didn't (laughs) well i planned it it just didn't go that way right how many bridesmaids do you have did you have do you remember Um, well i have three sisters i have three sisters then my brother's godmother yes and darlene and aunt are yeah five five that's pretty low I see I've been a bridesmaid many times. I have loved being a part of my friends' weddings. They there's just so many good memories. There's been so much that you get to be a part of when you're a bridesmaid, you know, to be included in the whole ceremony. Um, but I think all of my friends will agree there's also just this amount of drama and stress. Oh yeah. And that comes with it. There's always like this person doesn't really vibe with this person. And I mean, I've been responsible. I've been the non-viber sometimes, you know what I mean? Or people don't agree on a gift or agree where to have the bridal shower. And I don't know sometimes if men even realize like how much is expected of the woman's side when it comes to weddings. I don't think they are. I mean, you're talking the bridal shower, which is expensive. Like that's a big chip in as a bridesmaid the and bachelorette then party now for and bachelorette now, parties they're going away everybody tries i never i never would have been able to do that though yeah weddings can be a lot of pressure for everyone involved and it's a shame that it comes to that you know because i feel like then people don't really get to enjoy it or absorb the moment you know and then it's like the whole night goes by so fast you probably don't even remember it yeah i, I agree and, I mean, I went through it. I had a big wedding, and I paid for it. 
um, financially, I mean physically, <laughs> I paid for it. <laughs> Get it. And physically, I paid yeah. for it. No, um, and I don't remember shit about it. Yeah. For real, I, I just don't. I remember crying at your wedding. Do you remember that? I, I was I, just so upset, and I don't... I do, but I feel like we touched on this before. It was like, maybe you had a vibe. Like, I just for knew real. shit was about to get yeah. real. Yeah. Real, real. <laughs> yeah. I could feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about having more than one celebration you know, of the same style in a shorter period of time. But then, like, I don't know. I think if it's, like, a long span, like, you get married, it doesn't work out. You know, obviously, like, if you were to get married and you wanted a huge traditional wedding, you'd be like, hell yeah, cool. But I don't even think you would. I would not. You know? I would not. But then it's also, you have to say, like, it's a decision between two people. So you never know. Maybe one party didn't right. want that, See, exactly. you know, and wanted it. And one You did. have to really, that's one of those things where you have to consider both people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do think that um, it puts too... It does put a lot of stress. And then the financial end of it. I know. You're already starting this relationship in the negative. Yeah. And then you're using... You know, that's the craziest thing about, you know, something I've learned all these years with friends getting married is these gifts, you know, everyone's giving to you, you're really just throwing it right back onto what you just did. Yeah. In most cases, mm-hmm. you know, because most people aren't completely financially prepared right. to get married. And, and, but there are still some where the parents pay for the wedding. That's true. Like, or the traditional yeah, stuff. Um, that's and, true. And good for you. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. Listen, whatever works, but mine would be real cheap. Yeah, I could understand that. <laughs> Laid be. back. Yeah. Yeah, it really it but is. But 10 years it, ago, I it, would have said something completely different. Just a different. party. You know what I mean? Just a party. Yeah. 10 years ago, I'd been like, oh my God, like, who's getting cut off my bridesmaid list? This is going to be so <laughs> tricky. And now I'm like, none of that. I don't want any parts. <laughs> but it's in- it is interesting, you know, how we change. Like, I wonder how some of my friends... If any of them now, looking back, the ones that got married, like, a long time ago, if they're like, oh, I wish I would have done this differently or, you know, wouldn't have done it at a church or wouldn't have even had a reception or would have done a destination wedding or something like that, you know? Interesting. Yeah, I think people don't really talk about that. I've never really heard anyone talk about if they would redo their wedding. Right. Or what about their wedding they didn't like. That's probably like another societal thing. You're supposed that to like pretend up, it, I was going to say, that might bring up some fights. <laughs> You're supposed yeah. to pretend it was the best day of your life, but yeah. I wonder for how many people it was, it not. was not. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not... And, and they might still be in their marriage, and it might even be a fine marriage. Right. But that might not, for whatever reason, been the fucking best day of their life. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. You might have to put out a trigger warning? <laughs> Maybe? Oh, our podcast should just be called Trigger Warning probably <laughs> at this point. So I don't usually listen to the radio. Um, I am typically, typically listen to like Spotify or a podcast. But I had the radio on for a little bit when I was in the car the other day. And this, so the, the radio hosts were talking about, the woman was telling a story of an Uber driver who I guess was going viral for telling her story. So she picked this guy up from his house and it was clear that he was going on his trip, going on a trip. And his wife and children were seeing him off, you know, 
bye hon, bye dad, love you, love you. So he gets in the car, and when he gets in the car, he adds on a stop, and a woman with luggage gets in the car, so he's clearly having an affair, and he's about to go on a trip with this other woman. So, unbeknownst to him, the Uber driver changes the route and loops it back to his house and drops him and this woman off at his house and basically exposes him. I saw the video of the woman telling the story. It's a lot more detailed. See, girl, even without a TikTok, you get get your views in. Okay, well, tell me me more. more. It's a lot more detailed. There were, there were, um, I believe the girl leaned in and kissed him when she got into the car. But when he initially got into the car, he says, I added a stop. And she said, I saw that. So there was already some conversation. And this, so this woman literally says, if I just want to let you know. If you are a cheater and you get in my and car. you get in my car, uh-huh. you will be exposed. Uh-huh. Uh, no cheaters in my car. <laughs> I, 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 I should have had I should have had that rule with my boyfriend. Yeah, that's what we're gonna name this. No cheaters in my car. <laughs> Shit. So how do you feel about that? How do you feel about that Uber driver stance and what she did? I feel like she is a woman's woman. All right. Yeah. I wish. Part of me wishes the children wouldn't have been home, but then the other part of me is like, that's his job to consider his children when he decides to step out on his family. You know, that's kind of that, that gray area for Mm -hmm. me on that one. Yeah. But I feel the same as you. I'm very pro, like if you're going to behave badly, I don't feel like you really get to complain when your karma kind of comes back at you. I mean, and it's not even karma. It's being forced to take accountability for mm-hmm. behaving badly. That's right. But we like to call it karma and pretend and that no it's one like, got yeah. you there. You don't. You can't. You can't blame anybody. Oh, that damn Uber driver ruined my marriage. No, sir. If you wouldn't have been cheating, and you wouldn't no, have picked sir. up the woman you were cheating with. Exactly. Yeah, that mm-hmm. is crazy. You're shady. <laughs> Very shady. Shady. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always like one of my biggest fears you know because i'm on the apps occasionally here and there one of my biggest fears is like seeing a friend's boyfriend or husband like i if i even see someone who looks like someone i instantly go into panic mode like my body shuts down i'm like i don't want any part of it because i would tell them how do you not how do you not i don't know how and again this is where i'm at as a 34-year-old woman, I've evolved because I know I've done different things in my past, but I don't know how you sit by and watch a friend get cheated on and not say something. I, I agree. Do you remember I was on a dating app and I had been talking to a guy and I came to and we had made plans, mm-hmm. but I came to you and I told you that I felt like he had... A whole other yeah, life. And we did some investigation. Right. Yeah. And we found it all. Oh, yeah. His, and his, the craziest was, thing yeah. was his Facebook was not even trying to hide the fact that he had a wife and kids. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like his profile picture. I remember this. Yeah. yeah. I Listen, 
I will find you. <laughs> and, I, and I called him out on it, and he still denied it. I remember that. I remember that. That's so weird. And I and I will not. I will not willingly ever no. be a part no. of anything like that. I won't either. I don't. It's not even interesting. I think you do. I would hope most people get to their po- a point in their life. Now, granted, there are so many things that go on, you know, with manipulation and abuse tactics and shit like that. But I would imagine most people get to a point in their life where it's not even interesting to be with someone who's with someone else. And I don't even mean just for the intimacy and the sexual aspect, but like, who wants First of all, I I mean, obviously, if you're non-monogamous, but like for your traditional relationships, like, I don't want to deal with, I don't want to deal with any of that bullshit. I don't want to wonder. Drama. I don't want to wonder or worry that you're messaging other people. Yeah, like, just just go. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to beg or chase or, like, all those feelings of insecurity, you know what right. I mean? Like, that it's lead nonsense. us... Why? It's just a game. Why? Yeah. I don't even understand why why people who are cheaters get married only to cheat on their spouse. I don't understand you know I mean? And I know either. that we, we've, we've, we've probably touched on this before. I just, I don't understand. Well, it just happened again in the public eye. So there's the, there's, there's a comedy team of four guys and they're called the Try Guys. Have you heard about this? I have not. They're called the Try Guys. I had never heard about them until this little, you know, quote unquote scandal broke. So I think they're, they're known for like doing shit like, um, Wearing those labor and delivery bellies and trying out their pain levels and talking okay, about I've it. I've seen yeah. videos of that. Okay. Yeah. So there are four. And the one guy, Ned Fulmer, like his whole personality on Try Guys, his whole personality on social media is that he is a loving, doting, present husband. And it just broke this week that he was cheating on his wife. And not only was he cheating on his wife, but he's cheating on <coughs> her with someone much younger and someone in-house in his company. And the thing that, like, twists the knife on this one is that I believe, if I read correctly, his wife, Ned Fulmer's wife, is a little bit older than him. And she's always had, like, an insecurity about that. And then he cheats on her. With someone younger. With much someone younger. much younger. I mean, he did lose his Wait, job. I was going to say, is this how he built, he, he built his platform and then... He built his platform around being a loving husband. But you know what? John Mulaney, the comedian, did the same shit. He, you know, his whole platform of being a comedian was talking about how wonderful his wife was and she saved him and she was the love of his life. And then he went on to cheat on her. Well, the timeline is iffy, but his breakup with his wife, I wish I could remember her name, very much overlaps with him getting... One of the famous, so always every every goddamn episode. I'm telling you that I, one I, of the famous. I feel a little better. Excuse me. Olivia is pregnant. Lady. Sorry, we're getting all quiet. Um, Olivia Munn, right? You know her. So Let's he was che- he was maybe cheating on his wife with Olivia Munn. She's gorgeous, hilarious. Um. And they, they now have a baby and they're in a relationship together. But when the news first broke, like he was, and so he went to rehab. That's what it was. He went to rehab and he got out and wanted to be like a new dedicated husband, I think. And then that timeline like overlaps with Olivia Munn getting pregnant. Like it, it, none of it made sense. Like he had to have cheated. Hmm. And based off the sadness in his wife's post, do you know what I mean? Like when they went public with it. It just sucked. 
And then, but that was like a big part of his stand-up was being a good husband and my wife is the best person in the world. And listen, I understand that people's feelings change and that relationships change, but I just don't see why you think it would be easier to have a secret relationship than to just end the one you're in and have freedom. Um, see, that's, that's where I'm not sure either because maybe it's, just about the deceit and you got caught like the thrill of doing something wrong yeah again i'm not trying to judge anybody listen but i've been through enough in my life at this point that it's just like obviously i talk about everything but it's not from places of judgment because i just feel like we we people can only meet us where they are Right? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we're all operating amongst each other, but from such completely different perspectives and viewpoints and values and morals. Sometimes and- you're not. <laughs> one of my friends the other day, she said that her therapist kind of explained it to her in stages that there are people who are in different stages of their healing. And it was basically like people in stage one. Um, aren't aware that they have any problems. Okay. And then people in stage two are like semi or or it's something along those lines. People in stage two, like are aware that there are problems, but don't think they have anything to do with them. You know, people that are threes are aware that the problems are theirs, but they're not ready to face them. And it's, it it, it levels up like like that. I went through those stages. I'm explaining it. So (laughs) I wish I explained it better, but it makes sense when, you think about it. Do you know what I mean? Because not everyone is where you are. So stage one is the person who doesn't think they have any problems to work on. Stage two is people who know they have some problems but feel that's just how they are and everyone needs to deal with it. I'm glad I pulled this up. Stage three is the person actively trying to work on their problems because they are aware of how they're getting in their own way. But they aren't healed enough yet to be out of their own way. And then I don't know, stage four mostly healed. And then she said stage five must be the unicorns. But, <laughs> but I thought that was so interesting. And now we kind of work it into our conversations. Like if we're talking about something, I'll be like, oh, sounds like a stage one. You know mm. what I mean? Like, which to me, a stage one sounds like someone who's still driven completely by ego. Yeah. You know, but I think when you break it down that way. So if you're stage four, you know, and you're trying to hang out in a room of stage twos, you're not going to feel comfortable. Right. Because they're not going to vibe where you yeah. are. Mm-hmm. They're not going to see the world from where you're seeing it. And I think sometimes we try to squeeze ourselves in stages that we're not yet in and then wonder why our life feels so uncomfortable to us. Right. I'm just saying. I, I, I you know, it's funny that you said that because <laughs> I have a sister who I see going through stages. Oh, hell yeah. I know exactly who you're talking about. I know you do. Yeah. It's pretty interesting and, and never to imply that like I'm beyond in healing than anyone else. <laughs> but I'm saying it's interesting as an outside perspective to see other people actively healing. Like yeah. when you can see the changes and the growth that someone is going through or you can see them take a step back and really consider what they said or consider what they heard and work and to we've make applauded a her for that yeah you know what I, mean? I think it's important it's yeah. important to learn how to take accountability and sure. to be able to face yourself and be able to say like i did something wrong mm-hmm. it's not that fucking hard right and i mean she went through her own trauma you know what i mean we and, all do. and trying to and that's own, what's fucked up yeah yeah but it is but when you see that growth 
you know, and I'm, I, it's been recent too. Yeah. So I'm, that's probably like, I'm excited. Stage, like, you know, stage one I'm thinking also is probably like, um, people who are still very stuck in like bad things happen to me. So I get to be angry. Mm, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like all of that, that's also connected to ego stuff. Yeah. Speaking of ego, but on a little, a little lighter side of it, something I think about sometimes, um, because, you know, you're not a grandparent yet. No. But some of your siblings are. And something we've talked about before, um, and that has been coming up with my friends, is when grandparents don't respect the boundaries with the grandchildren. Yikes. <laughs> Was that something? That I experienced? Yes. Yes. On both sides. So with both sets of grandparents. Mm-hmm. So, like, in what ways did you feel like your boundaries as a parent weren't considered? Um, just when you're in the middle of trying to have, you know, a conversation with your child about what they're doing wrong. And, you know, my mom would be like, oh, you know, it's Tuesday, so let them have it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Or, you know, it's 4.30, let them have it. Let her have it. You know, what? but then would be the first person to call him out for doing something he's not supposed to be doing. Right. So I say... Mind your fucking business. And I feel like it really, one of my nieces, and you're going to know who I, I'm talking about, was treated that way too. And she got so much anxiety yeah. that she would discipline her children before she left the home so that they didn't act up when they went out. She dis- pre-disciplined. Well, I think you're talking... On like a different, a different side of the boundary. Because I think she would do that because she was trying to avoid being her parenting being critiqued by her mother, gotcha. which is also a violation of the boundaries, gotcha. but in a different sense. And I was going to mention like a that too. She, because it's like you a can, backward yeah, side, because you, you can know? violate the boundary with the child in little ways, right? Like mm-hmm. um, giving them something that you like. If I tell you that Cookies. I don't want my kid to have candy, and you yeah. give my kid candy, right. that's not fucking fair. Like, I, hold, I understand that, like, grandparents are supposed to be fun, but there are certain rules. Or if I, you know, set a bedtime, like, once in a blue moon's okay, but we're not going to do this thing where every time you go to your grandparents' house, you're up till midnight. Like, little shit like that. Or even, um, I bet, I bet, I know from nannying, like, gifts are a big one. Like, you ask them not to spend a certain oh. amount of money or not to spoil or bu- your child. Not, not to buy that. I'm buying that. Oh, that, that happens a lot. That so bad. happens so many times. Well, there was to stuff me. that you wanted to get us, oh, yeah. and, then and my mom, one of would the grandparents, would do it instead. Yeah. Oh, that stinks. Because uh-huh. it's already so hard when it comes to. Um, I only had so much money too. Yeah, it's. I'm about to talk about Santa Claus, just for anyone who might have children in the room, but. Um, that it already has to be such a. Di- I'm sure you don't have children in the room when you're listening to our podcast. Yeah. But I was just being thoughtful. Bridget, <laughs> Bridget's girls know exactly what they're getting when it comes to Antonio. Okay, um, it already has to be so difficult because parents work so hard for Christmas. They put so much effort into making that special, and then you have to give all of the credit to an imaginary made up person. You know, mm-hmm. and then for to have uh, you you. I know a lot of families, like, you guys would say, like, oh, your your big gifts are from us, you know, mm-hmm. and different things like that. So, yeah, to have that taken away from you from 
your your mom. Yeah. Like your mom's competing with you. Yeah. That would stink. Yeah. It it, it happened a lot, and it happened to you know she. That's just. That's just the thing she did. It didn't just happen to me. It right, happened yeah. to my sisters. And she had a lot of grandchildren. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she meant well. I'm not, you know, I'm not excusing her behavior. Right. She just had no idea what our children liked. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? She just didn't know them well enough. She would ask me what I was buying and then take my ideas. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that you know? stinks. Yeah. That has to be sucky. It has to be tricky, right? Like, I can't imagine what will be like if when I have a child or if I choose to have a child there was a point in my life like back in my 20s I felt like you would be one of those overbearing grandmothers like oh you're diapering him wrong or you know that's not how she likes to sit and I'd be like bitch I know how to do this shit." right um at this point I don't feel like you would be like that I would not (laughs) feel like I would not I wouldn't cross your boundaries. No. And I know enough about kids to know. I mean, I know so much about allergies and so many children with allergies, different types of allergies, life-threatening allergies. Yeah. No, I I wouldn't. I mean, that's a really good reason not to be feeding kids shit as well. You have a friend who puts shirts on her son and says, don't feed me. I have allergies. I do. Because people do. Oh, want a cookie? No. Yeah. I, we've we struggled with this. Cookie. My kids, my older kids all had really bad food allergies and their grandfather, you know, suffered with dementia. So it wasn't that, thankfully it wasn't that bad when the kids were that young. And my kids were very aware of their own allergies. Like if you went to hand them a snack, they would say to you, does this have peanuts? Right. Does this have dairy? Like they, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> it's so cute to think about. Um, yeah, little but, Olivia. Yeah, yeah. Olivia, but but he would make mistakes. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And there was a time mm-hmm. where he gave a breakfast bar to the baby, not realizing, and it was almost a panic moment. Thankfully, my kids, you know, um, never went to anaphylaxis or anything. Right. Like, at least not on when I was on your But watch. I don't think they ever have. But yeah, that shit can be scary. Really, really scary. Mm-hmm. You have to. A lot of people don't think of allergies, especially if your own children don't have any. And I'm in my younger years, you know, I worked for um, an allergist. For, for allergists. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I know. Um, for quite a while. I mean, and I have food allergies. Right. So yeah. So I'm no, that's aware. that. And I, I never undermined um, my nieces with the kids. Rules. Yeah. No, I would never do something or buy something that she didn't want me to get. Yeah. My kid got drums, trumpets, <laughs> trumpets. <laughs> <laughs> all these noisy ass toys all the time knife sets yeah <laughs> daggers yeah no guns but all the daggers Chinese stars oh my god he I really, was ducking yeah. no he really that's not a joke I, I he know. really did fucking have those I know I had who, to duck who get you know I fucking know where he got those where because I know who else had them Vince Trifoli's kids had fucking Probably. ninja stars and that's where Paul Michael got the idea <laughs> do you remember when he made a an arrow, I knew you were gonna say he an, made an arrow, a bow and arrow out of hangers that would shoot razor blades. Yes, Tony, the kid's Grammys. a genius. He's a genius. Yeah, that reminds me. He like, got so much. So my brother used to get hurt all the time, right? But what would what do you think was like your biggest oh my god moment with him? With it, what injury was like your oh my fucking god? This kid it had to be the time that we were at the um. 
the little fair for Little League. Lansing Knights. Uh, Lansing Knights over at Lansing Field. Yeah. And family fun um, day. It was family fun day. My brother had been a coach over there and he also owned a fruit you, store, yeah, you know, the produce store. Produce the store. Um, and he was doing like a watermelon spitting contest. Um, I remember that. And there was also a water, uh, what do you call that? There was a dunk tank. A dunk, a dunk tank. Um, and your your brother was the cutest little thing. Ever. I know. <laughs> Stinking cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also had a hat on. And it was one thing that he loved. And he would wear his and he little hat. a ton of hair. Yeah, and he would wear his little hat on backwards. And thank God he had a hat on. But um, he loved balls. You know that. So I remember hanging out and... I'm standing there talking to my sister-in-law and we just hear these screams, just these blood curdling screams. Yeah. And I turned around and I saw my brother with a child in his arms. And I remember saying, oh my God, someone's little one got hurt. Oh shit. And then my sister-in-law turned to me and she's like, it's Paul. Yeah. So Paul cracked his head open he was playing at the dunk tank. He missed. He right? threw the ball. So you know. No, no, he didn't miss. Hold on. Oh, he hit it and he it didn't. It and it didn't. I'm sorry. Did, yeah, he hit. Yeah. The legacy, my bad. Mm-hmm. But I want. So dunk tanks, when they have that metal arm that sticks out and it has the plate, that's the target. So and he hit clicked. the target and the metal arm didn't swing all the way back. So the guy who was running the dunk tank said, go on up and hit it. And when he pushed it. It ricocheted back and sliced his head from one side to the other. Right? On the top. On the top of his head. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then it got even worse, didn't they? Fuck so the stitches? when I, when I, yeah, when uh, I could hear him screaming and they had gotten him under the pavilion, they, like the, underneath like a garage. They had him in a, in, a, in a chair and there was a nurse on site and he's talking to Paul and, and George looked, my brother's there. My brother had carried him over and the nurse is saying this, this, this. I'm going to put some betadine on. Paul's like, you ain't touching it. Let my mom do it. No, no, no. <laughs> Let my mom do it. Don't touch me. Sounds right. And this guy says, oh, it's not that bad. And it's going to stop bleeding soon. And I looked at my brother. My brother's like, no way. He's like, call an ambulance. His head, Ray, don't listen to him. His head is wide open. And it was. His head was wide open. So we did ride in the ambulance, got to the hospital. We're we're back in the ER and I'm I'm pretty good at this. I mean, I have been I've worked around doctors almost my whole life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um and I've seen some stuff. Yeah. But and this he was is like, my child. And he was like nine, I think, at this point. So he'd already He's had so little a lot of stitches, but this was a big one. And so the doctor is stitching him up, stitching him up, and it's still bleeding. Oh, my God. And he's like, it's still bleeding, and now he's cutting the stitches out. And your brother's, like, screaming, and I turn around. And when I turn to my left at the door, my sister-in-law was there with her little one, and he was younger than Paul. He wanted to see him. He wanted to see him. And here Paul is on the table. I'm holding him down. Oh. And this guy's got, he's got scissors, scissors inside this head. kid's head, cutting these stitches what out. What is that even like, like as a parent? I mean, the only thing I've experienced was when I nanny, right? I was weak. Which. I was scared. Yeah. 
I was Exhausted. scared. And then, when it course, ends, you're just like, when you can finally breathe. But it's when like, could I breathe? Right. Because now, now I get, get to home. Wear a concussion and all uh, that. Oh, that too. All of that. Mm-hmm. And now I have to get home and be told that wouldn't have happened on my watch. Oh, from the, from the guy you yeah. lived and had. So now that. I have to defend myself as a parent mm. because my son got hurt. I wonder how a many freak people... fucking accident. Yeah, you know yeah I mean? that should have never. But yeah, that happened. was so. Frightening, but there's so many that were so frightening. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. That was that the just... only one where an ambulance was involved. It's not the only one where a hospital was involved. Is that the only one with an ambulance? No, no. That's not bad. No, it no. isn't. The one, no. <laughs> no, yeah, there's been more ambulances. Yeah, well, the yeah. one to Temple. Yeah, there's been plenty. Mm-hmm. I had, I've only been in an ambulance one time, but I just can't. I, I mean, I mean, I've been a nanny for a long time. One of my kids got stitches on my watch, and it's frightening. I was terrified. I felt so guilty. Obviously, even though I didn't do anything wrong, you know. But you're just like, if I would have been watching them a little bit harder. But like, you know, what do you do? And how old was he? Four. And he was a true a champ. Like, what a superhero. So he had been climbing. We were at a, a playground in Marlton, and it has, like, a tall climb up. And he was climb- He was at the top, so he's four, so he's climbing. But his brother is coming down the slide and, and calling for me, calling for me. His, his brother's, you know, a year older. So as I'm dealing with the older one... So sorry. My goodness. <laughs> I'm so sorry, everybody. And to think, gallbladder. The little one uh, was climbing the ladder, and he slipped, and the rung of it caught his chin. And a dad... I see a dad running down the steps with a child, um, and I put my arms out, and he looks at me, and as soon as I see the face, I'm like, oh, he's going to need stitches, and the dad's like, yeah. So I run him over to the bench, and I'm like on the ground underneath of him, do you know what I mean? Just yeah. trying to see how deep, what we're dealing with, and I'm trying to get his brother. I'm like, we got we to gotta go. Let's go. Game over. <laughs> we got to go. Um, yeah, he was a champ because I put him in his car seat and I explained to him, I said, you have to hold this. I said, as tight as you can on your chin for the whole drive. I said, and when it gets too wet, you have to tell me and then you have to get a new one and do it again. And he did that. Yeah. Like he did that. Yeah. And he was talking and he was laughing. Yeah. And his brother, I was trying to explain to him what stitches were. So I said, listen, you know, when we get to the hospital, they're going to put stitches in your chin. They're going to, it's they're going to sew. I know because you know what's coming. I'm like, they're going to sew it up. And his brother goes, they're going to put a button <laughs> on James's chin. Because <laughs> like, that was the only concept he had of sewing. Right. <laughs> and I just, all three of us like lost our shit. It was so funny. And the plan was to take him to the pediatrician and meet mom there. Because I didn't have any of his insurance cards or anything. Right. I would have been waiting anyway. So she's like, meet me at the pediatrician. They'll get him cleaned up, confirm and for they, insurance right, purposes right. that we need to go to the ER, blah, blah, blah. So we're there and, you know, he's sitting there still holding his napkin, being a champ. And his brother's like stomping in the hallway. He's like, doesn't anybody know that my brother has a hole in his face? He's like, Everybody's just walking around. Just, nobody cares. And it was just... That part made everything better, but yeah. it was also a day where, like, because I was in a terrible relationship at the time, and my boyfriend was just straight up missing. Like, he, I just had not heard from him in 15 hours. His phone was off. So I felt even more guilty because I'm like, oh, my God, if you wouldn't have been, like, mentally distracted, then right. he wouldn't have found mm-hmm. got hurt. And he, maybe he would have felt worse. Who knows? Right. Yeah. But it, 
It is I felt sick to my stomach. Yeah. And I'm sure it's something... I mean, we all eventually have to go through it, right? I'm not going to get into the whole thing, but I... I I used to, before I moved to New Jersey, I used to get up in the middle of the night. I really didn't sleep well. So I was always up by 3 a.m. Always. Uh And anybody who knew me pretty much knew that I was up by 3 a.m. Gosh, it was annoying. So I'm sure for you too. (laughs) And I'm already, I already have my coffee going. I'm probably getting ready to bake something. It's my day off. And uh, I hear a knock at the front door. Uh-huh. It was my birthday. Yeah. I think oh, yeah? I know what story you're about to okay. tell. It was my birthday. I, and I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but I hear a knock at the door. I open the door to a man standing there, covered in blood, face covered, and no shirt on, and a, and a towel around his neck. And I'm like, what the? It's my kid. And you didn't even recognize him. I didn't even recognize him. Yeah, I didn't recognize him either. So that was another scary one. That whole ordeal. It's too long for this. You've had a lot of them. Like, you've had a lot of moments. I mean, I've had some scary shit happen to me. Like, when my my tonsils almost ruptured. Then we had an emergency with my gallbladder. I was cut out of a car. Like, that shit is traumatic enough. And that doesn't even... Like, that doesn't even touch the shit that my brother has put you through. Like, as a parent... Oh my god. I just what's that who's I think it was on Big Sky, which is another show we fucking love, but didn't they say like a mother's only as healthy as her sickest child or yeah. something like that? Yeah. That and I think it. we were watching it like with yeah. my brother and he was like, Oh shit. Yeah. Thanks, bud. <laughs> oh Yeah, he uh, yeah, he, he got into shit. Yeah. You know, um a lot scary. of stitches all over his body, broken bones I don't even know about till two weeks in. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I wonder if anyone else has a kid like that. I'm that sure. just cuts their own casts off and mm-hmm. does crazy... I'm sure. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's there no are so many. One. And not just boys. Oh, of course. Nope. I'm sure there are many. Oof. Mm. <laughs> but, well, we'll end on a very scary note for all the parents. Put your kids in bubble wrap. <laughs> yes. They will end up bloody with stitches. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's a matter Learn of Learn how to use the little butterfly stitches. Oh, absolutely. It'll save you a lot of I ER visits. I was just saying the other day, I am so happy. I mean, I guess it adds up with working They with, use glue too now. They do. It adds up to working with children, but I'm just so happy to not be someone who's squeamish. You know, like the sight of blood like does not... My first thought is always just find the source, see where it's coming um, from, well, and then make it stop. I was going to say, your father and I are... We dive in. Yeah, that's you true. Know what I mean? I'm thankful for that. Yeah. yeah because that's definitely There's an emergency. We There's you always something it. you can do. Yeah, you go towards always. it. Always. There's mm-hmm. always at least something. You, be a whether, helper. Be a, right. Be a helper. Mm-hmm. There's Exactly. There is always something. You don't Even if you're get, the one you on have, the phone. You don't have to get involved, <laughs> but you can help keep people back. Yeah. You can help keep, keep, keep people calm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's important. It's important. Every little bit. Yep. Well, thank you very much for listening to episode 30 of Oversharing. Oh, my God. That's pretty cool. Thanks, all. (laughs) (laughs) We hope you had a good time, and we will talk to you again next week. Thank you.